This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Kristen Hughes. Ballads of a Bohemian by Robert W. Service. Book Three, Late Summer, Part Four. The Café de la Paix, August 1st, 1914. Paris and I are out of tune. As I sit at this famous corner, the faint breeze is stale and weary. Stale and weary, too, the faces that swirl round me. While overhead, the electric sign of somebody's chocolate appears and vanishes with irritating insistency. The very trees seem artificial, gleaming under the arc lights with a raw virility that rasps my nerves. Poor little trees, I mutter, growing in all this grime and glare. Your only dryads, the loitering ladies with the complexions of such brilliant certainty. Your only pipes of pan, orchestral echoes from the clamorous cafes. Exiles of the forest, what know you of full-blossomed winds, of red-embered sunsets, of the gentle admonition of spring rain? Life that would fain be a melody seems here almost a malady. I crave for the balm of nature, the anodyne of solitude, the breath of Mother Earth. Tell me, O oh wistful trees, what shall I do? Then that stale and weary wind rustles the leaves of the nearest sycamore, and I'm sure it whispers, Brittany. So tomorrow I am off. Off to the land of little fields. Finisterre Hurrah! I'm off to Finisterre, to Finisterre, to Finisterre. My satchel's swinging on my back, my staff is in my hand. I've twenty louis in my purse. I know the sun and sea are there. And so I'm starting out today to tramp the golden land. I'll go alone and glorying with on my lips a song of joy. I'll leave behind the city, with its canker and its care. I'll swing along so sturdily. Oh, won't I be the happy boy, a-singing on the rocky roads, the roads of Finisterre. Oh, have you been to Finisterre? And do you know a wind-gray town that echoes to the clatter of a thousand wooden shoes? And have you seen the fisher-girls go gallivanting up and down? and watched the tawny boats go out, and heard the roaring crews? Oh, would you sit with pipe and bowl, and dream upon some sunny key? Or would you walk the windy heath, and drink the cooler air? Oh, would you seek a cradled cove, and tussle with the topaz sea? Pack up your kit to-morrow, lad, and hasten to Finisterre. Oh, I will go to Finisterre, there's nothing that can hold me back. I'll laugh with Eve and Léon, and I'll chaff with Rose and Jean. I'll seek the little quaint buvette that's kept by Mother Merdranac, who wears a cap of many frills and swears just like a man. I'll yawn with hearty, hairy chaps who dance and leap and crack their heels, who swallow cupfuls of cognac and never turn a hair. I'll watch the nut-brown boats come in with mullet, place, and conger eels. The jeweled harvest of the sea they reap in Finisterre. 
Yes, I'll come back from Finisterre with memories of shining days, of scaly nets and salty men in overalls of brown, of ancient women knitting as they watch the tethered cattle graze by little nesting beaches where the gorse goes blazing down, of headlands silvering the sea, of calvaries against the sky, of corn, of angry sunsets, and of Karnak grim and bare. Oh, won't I have the leaping veins and tawny cheek and sparkling eye when I come back to Montparnasse and dream of Finisterre? Two days later. Behold me, with staff and scrip, footing it merrily in the land of pardons. I have no goal. When I am weary, I stop at some auberge. When I am rested, I go on again. Neither do I put any constraint on my spirit. No subduing of the mind to the task of the moment. I dream to heart's content. My dreams stretch into the future. I see myself a singer of simple songs, a laureate of the underdog. I will write books, a score of them. I will voyage far and wide. I will... But there, dreams are dangerous. They waste the time one should spend in making them come true. Yet when we do make them come true, we find the vision sweeter than the reality. How much of our happiness do we owe to dreams? I have in mind one old chap who used to herd the sheep on my uncle's farm. Old David Smale He dreamed away his hours in school. He sat with such an absent air. The master reckoned him a fool and gave him up in dull despair. When other lads were making hay, you'd find him loafing by the stream. He'd take a book and slip away and just pretend to fish and dream. His brothers passed him in the race. They climbed the hill and clutched the prize. He did not seem to heed. His face was tranquil as the evening skies. He lived apart. He spoke with few. Abstractedly through life he went. Oh, what he dreamed of no one knew. And yet he seemed to be content. I see him now so old and gray, His eyes with inward vision dim. And though he faltered on the way, Somehow I almost envied him. And last beside his bed I stood. And is life done so soon? he sighed. It's been so rich, so full, so good, I've loved it all. And so he died. Another Day Framed in hedgerows of emerald, the wheat glows with a caloric fervor, as if gorged with summer heat. In the vivid green of pastures old women are herding cows. Calm and patient are their faces, as with gentle industry they bend over their knitting one feels that they are necessary to the landscape. To gaze at me the field-workers suspend the magnificent lethargy of their labours. The men with the reaping-hooks improve the occasion by another pull at the cider-bottle under the stook. The women raise apathetic brown faces from the sheaf they are tying. Every one is a study in deliberation, though the crop is russet-ripe and crying to be cut. Then on I go again amid high banks overgrown with fern and honeysuckle. 
Sometimes I come on an old mill that seems to have been constructed by constable. So charmingly does nature imitate art. By the deserted house, half drowned in greenery, the velvety wheel, dripping in the crystal water, seems to protest against this prolongation of its toil. Then again I come on its brother, the mill of the wind, whirling its arms so cheerily as it turns its great white stones for its master, the flowery miller by the door. These things delight me. I am in a land where time has lagged, where simple people timorously hug the past. How far away now seems the welter and swelter of the city, the hectic sophistication of the streets. The sense of wonder is strong in me again, the joy of looking at familiar things, as if one was seeing them for the first time. THE WONDERER I wish that I could understand the moving marvel of my hand. I watch my fingers turn and twist, the supple bending of my wrist, the dainty touch of fingertip, the steel intensity of grip, a tool of exquisite design. With pride I think, it's mine, it's mine. Then there's the wonder of my eyes, where hills and houses, seas and skies, in waves of light converge and pass, and print themselves as on a glass. Line, form, and color live in me. I am the beauty that I see. Ah, I could write a book of sighs about the wonder of my eyes. What of the wonder of my heart, that plays so faithfully its part? I hear it running sound and sweet. It does not seem to miss a beat. Between the cradle and the grave it never falters, stanch and brave. Alas, I wish I had the art to tell the wonder of my heart. Then, oh, but how can I explain the wondrous wonder of my brain, that marvellous machine that brings all consciousness of wonderings, that lets me from myself leap out and watch my body walk about. It's hopeless. All my words are vain to tell the wonder of my brain. But do not think, O oh patient friend, who reads these stanzas to the end, that I myself would glorify. You're just as wonderful as I, and all creation in our view is quite as marvellous as you. Come, let us on the seashore stand and wonder at a grain of sand, and then into the meadow pass and marvel at a blade of grass, or cast our vision high and far, and thrill with wonder at a star. A host of stars, night's holy tent, huge glittering with wonderment. If wonder is in great and small, then what of him who made it all? In eyes and brain and heart and limb, let's see the wondrous work of him. In house and hill and sward and sea, In bird and beast and flower and tree, In everything from sun to sod, The wonder and the awe of God. August ninth, 1914 For some time the way has been growing wilder. Thick-set hedges have yielded dikes of stone, And there is every sign that I am approaching the rugged region of the coast. 
At each point of vantage I can see a cross, often a relic of the early Christians, stumpy and corroded. Then I come on a slab of grey stone upstanding about fifteen feet. Like a sentinel on that solitary plain it overwhelms me with a sense of mystery. But as I go on through this desolate land, these stones become more and more familiar. Like soldiers they stand in rank, extending over the moor. The sky is cowled with cloud, save where a sullen sunset shoots blood-red rays across the plain. Bathed in that sinister light stands my army of stone, and a wind swooping down seems to wail amid its ranks. As in a glass darkly I can see the skin-clad men, the women with their tangled hair, the beast-like feast, the cowering terror of the night. Then the sunset is cut off suddenly, and a clammy mist shrouds that silent army. So it is almost with a shudder I take my last look at the stones of Karnak. But now my pilgrimage is drawing to an end. A painter friend who lives by the sea has asked me to stay with him a while. Well, I have walked a hundred miles, singing on the way. I have dreamed and dawdled, planned, exalted. I have drunk buckets of cider, and eaten many an omelette that seemed like a golden glorification of its egg. It has all been very sweet, but it will also be sweet to loaf a while. Oh, it is good! Oh, it is good to drink and sup, and then, beside the kindly fire, to smoke and heap the faggots up, and rest and dream to heart's desire. Oh, it is good to ride and run, to roam the greenwood wild and free, to hunt, to idle in the sun, to leap into the laughing sea. Oh, it is good with hand and brain to gladly till the chosen soil, and after honest sweat and strain to see the harvest of one's toil. Oh, it is good afar to roam and seek adventure in strange lands. Yet, oh, so good the coming home, the velvet love of little hands. So much is good, we thank thee, God, for all the tokens thou hast given, that here on earth our feet have trod thy little shining trails of heaven. End of Book Three, Late Summer, Part Four